0: Do you love the idea of personal growth, but find the practice of it exhausting? We get it. We're Brandon and Megan Giggling, growth coaches with the mission to put the personal back in personal growth.
1: If you want a new way of growing into the next version of you without the frustration, guilt, and overwhelm, you're in the right place.
0: It's time to rethink your growth journey and make it into something that works for you. You in? Welcome to Growth ReFramed. Well, hello there. Welcome back to another episode of Girl 3 Framed. We are so happy you're here. Welcome, Maggie. How are you today? Thanks. I'm good. How are you? (laughs) I'm doing great. Uh, I'm really excited to talk today, and we're going to talk all about thinking differently. And one of the things that we do in our own life to think differently is try to expose ourselves to new things, new opportunities, new ideas, fresh ideas, because I think we can all agree. It just gets a little stagnant sometimes. And man, when you're in the midst of just the day-to-day grind, struggle, whatever. I don't know, maybe I'm speaking for myself. It can just get a little bit boring. Boring. Stagnant. <laughs> yeah. Like you're like you're plateaued. Like you're just you don't even really think about it. It's hard for me to point a put a finger on it because it's like it's not something I even think about. But it's there. And when I sit to think about it, I'm like, man, I really need to mix things up a little bit. So with that in mind, we're going to talk about thinking differently. But the main thing that kind of predicated all of this and these idea, the idea of thinking differently was the fact that we had a chance to go down to Miami recently to the Vault conference uh, with Patrick Bet David. And so many of the things, and I look forward to hearing your thoughts too, Meg, but so many of the things that came up whether it was the speakers, whether it was him talking, whether it was just talking to other people that were there, is the need to think about things differently than we probably normally do. And so I, I no matter what, I was looking through my notes in preparation for this episode, and it was just like every single thing was really about looking at things in a new way, under a new lens, with a new focus, and ultimately thinking completely differently than I probably would have before.
1: Yeah. And even conference aside, just the fact that we were able to step out of our normal routine helped us think differently. Like even if we hadn't gone to the conference, I think that there is value in stepping away from the day-to-day, stepping away from your normal life and being able to shake things up again. We've talked about this before on the podcast, but when you shake things up, it starts to push you out of that boredom, push you out of that comfort and help you think about things a little bit differently. So I think that yes, it's great. We went to the conference, but also just getting away helps those gears start turning too.
0: Right. Right. And like I said, just putting things in and honestly, between us even and between our coworkers, between other people we took with us, just the conversations that it opened up Mm -hmm. by the fact that we're just injecting that in. So I love that word inject, but it's like that idea that you are stagnant and you think maybe you're the only one, but the reality is everyone is. And so like when you go out and challenge yourself to hear new ideas, ultimately it it can't help but bring up new ideas and new things and ways to look at stuff. And really we were just talking before we jumped on about how it opened up conversations that we just wouldn't have had. It was, it was a perfect kind of inlet to those conversations where, it's like, I, I I don't know. I don't even know that I would have discussed them at all. But because we talked about them in the context of going, it just allowed us for such a great experience.
1: Yeah, so we actually had to do, it was part of the conference notebook, part of the workbook, but we actually had to do like a self-assessment as part of the conference. And one of the things that was interesting for, our, for most of the members of our team was that when we got down to it, we were all secretly sort of, bored. Like we were all secretly kind of like, oh, I think I've hit this plateau. I think I've kind of just felt stagnant, felt like there's no new ideas floating around. There's nothing really for me to experience. I'm kind of like so comfortable in my role, so comfortable in what I do with the day-to-day that it was almost pretty convicting, I think, for all of us to be like, oh shoot, if I'm not ever uncomfortable, if I'm not ever doing anything different, no wonder I feel bored. No wonder I'm like, nah, I got this under control. There's nothing really new to see here. Uh, And I don't want to always feel in control because that means I'm not growing.
0: Right. Well, and I know for me, like I got into a real big habit of reading books, about listening to podcasts, about doing those things. But if I'm for myself, when life gets hard, I don't wanna do that. I wanna hold on to the comfort, which I mean, some of it's fine. I mean, it's not like it's all bad, but when you get into that cycle, Again, like I was mentioning before, I don't even know that you realize that you're in that cycle and then you're just only grabbing onto comfort for every single thing around every turn without ever pushing yourself into those uncomfortable things. And again, no matter who you talk to, a lot of people will fall into that pattern. And as the world gets hard and life gets difficult, you want to hold on to the comfort, which again, nothing wrong with that, except when you're in a boredom stagnant space, then it's time to start pushing yourselves into places that you wouldn't already be.
1: Yep. So one of the cool speakers at this event, the keynote really of the whole event was that Tom Brady was there. The goat of goats. Yeah. And Patrick, Patrick, Bet David PBD was interviewing him. And I just want to get your take because you're way more of a sports fan than I am your take on that interview and kind of like your nuggets of wisdom that he gave to you from that, from that discussion they had.
0: Yeah. So if you don't know Pat, uh, he is very much on the finding your enemies, find people who can, you know, motivate you who you need to prove wrong. Like, what is it going to be? Who's that person out there? That's going to get you motivated because the idea of going up against someone or fighting for something you believe in those things instill an emotion that allow you to push past your comfort zone and to get into things otherwise. But the surprising thing for me was he was trying to go there with Brady and Brady was like, look, man, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. I'm not saying that wasn't 1% of my motivation. He's like, but you want to know the honest truth? 99% of my motivation was beating my prior best was being the best for me was belief in myself which is awesome because that's something we always try to talk about on here and preach I will say we preach because I I want people to know and understand that they control their own destiny that they how they feel about themselves is way more important than some stranger on the internet or even someone in your own family or friend group that has something to say about you if you have that belief in yourself and Brady literally said like I had a thing on my like he spent time in the mirror, which you guys know if you listened to this, you love, I love my mirror talks, but he would spend time in the mirror with the man in the mirror and he would sit there and stare at himself and talk to himself and pump himself up and ultimately have belief in himself over anyone else. And instilling that is how he got to where he got. Like you're like, how did he become the goat? Because one of the things they discussed is he didn't have all the skills. He didn't have all the intangibles. I don't know if you've ever seen Brady's draft photo. He looked like a complete tool. I mean, he's like a skinny... like I don't even know if he was 150 pounds. Dude, he did not look like he should have done anything. There's plenty of other quarterbacks and people out there in sports that are way more naturally athletic, but he had the drive and the skill and the belief in himself to push through and get there. And so that was my biggest takeaway from him. And it's funny, though, because... Talk about complete polar opposite. One of the other speakers was Mike Tyson. Okay, talk about an interesting dude. But ultimately, he instilled that belief in himself too, and he talked about the same type of things. So they talked about it in a completely different way from Brady, but they were getting to the same set of values and points as far as what they do and how they accomplish what they accomplished. Literally, Tyson said when he was 14 years old, he said, "I'm going to be the greatest." He believed that, and he instilled that in himself, and he repeated it over and over and over again, the positive affirmations like, I'm the greatest. I'm the greatest boxer of all time. Now, I don't know your opinion about Tyson, but you can't deny that he made an imprint on boxing, just like Brady made an imprint as a quarterback. Now, they had other people in their corner, and they weren't sitting there trying to take all the credit for themselves to say they did it alone. And that's one of the things we can all fall into. Yeah, we, we did it. They're self-made. They did it all themselves. They put in the work. No, they needed a support system, but ultimately you can have the biggest support system in the world. Unless you have that belief in yourself, you're not going to go anywhere. And a lot of us are stuck in that cycle because we're looking for someone else to pump us up, push us up, push us forward, move us forward, force us into that discomfort. And most people aren't going to do that. You got to ultimately take the bull by the horns and do it yourself. And if you don't have the belief in yourself, you can have the best cheerleaders in the world and it's not going to make any ounce of difference because you have to have that internally. So how do you build that up? And that's one of the questions I left with. How do I do that for myself to make sure that I'm showing up in a way that I take something from this? Because that's the thing. We went, and if you don't implement, it was worthless. Like, it was awesome in the moment, but if you don't turn around and implement, then it was worthless. But those were my biggest takeaways from them.
1: Yeah, and I think it's interesting, too, because... What happens if that's not what drives you? Like for both of them, it happened to be that they were kind of self-driven, that they wanted to be better than themselves essentially. But not everybody is built in that way, right? Like there's not only one thing that drives you. Obviously, you know, some people are money-driven and some people are purpose-driven and some people want the fight. Like you were talking about how PBD always talks about like needing the enemy so that he can pump himself up so that he can go crush the enemy, right? And not like in a, you know, disgusting, icky way but crush the enemy in a way that like is a positive thing. Like it it energizes him to do his best work. And I think there's all kinds of different things. So as we went through that conference, it was really important for us to kind of start looking at, well, what drives us because everybody's going to be different. Yes. It's important to believe in yourself and yes, it's important to, you know, believe in yourself if that's how you're going to get it. But not everybody is trying to be better than themselves. There are different kinds of things that kind of pop up here. So I just wanted to talk about a little bit about that, like the drive, the other types of drive. And I know one of them, which really spoke to me was that madness piece was that if you're driven by madness, it doesn't mean like madness as in anger necessarily. It means madness as in, when do you do your best work? When are you energized the most for what you're doing? Whether, no matter what that thing is you're doing, what is energizing you? What is pushing you forward? And One of the things under madness was like, you know, wanting to prove others wrong and wanting to, um, what was that? Wanting
0: to be the best.
1: Wanting to be the best, but also like wanting to, you know, prove others wrong, wanting to kind of pick the fight a little bit. And there were just so many things on there. I was like, oh, I kind of, I kind of feel that for myself a little bit because when I'm the most fired up, it's like somebody's told me I can't Mm -hmm. or somebody is wondering if it's possible for me to push through that or somebody just says I'm wrong and I'm like I'm not wrong I'm 100% right and here's why and I will push and shove and fight till the death like almost to my detriment and those kind of things so I was like I feel the madness
0: right right and and it and it was like four different categories but madness was one of them and again that's really the instilling the belief in yourself but then having something bigger than yourself too uh, the other one was, one of them was like accountability and it's really just like task, like task oriented. Advancement
1: like, was what they Oh, advancement.
0: That. Thank you. I, I knew that was wrong. Thank you, Meg. That's why I'm so happy you're here. <laughs> so yeah, it was advancement and it was, it, it's not just about the next promotion, but it could be like, maybe you're in a job and it's about that. But it also, the one that kind of stuck with me is like a goal or a task, something like check, you know, checking off your list. Like you're working toward a bigger project, you're working toward a bigger thing. And that's something that motivates you. Where I fell was the purpose piece. I know that's shocking being on this podcast, but one of the things that uh, I want is to be able to make a difference, is that I'm making a positive impact on the world, is that there's, that's how you're gonna motivate me. You're gonna say, well, you can make a difference in these people's lives. You're making a difference by doing this. You're making a difference by doing that. It's having that positive impact. And it was really cool because all the people I worked with picked that for me too. We did that for each other. We said, which one do you think you are? And we picked it. Um, but everyone picked that for me, which I thought was really cool. But the fact is there are things that drive you. And if you're having trouble figuring out what drives you, one of the other things that was really cool that they did, uh, they did last year too, was they're saying, when did you feel the most on fire? When did you feel the most motivated? When did you feel like the biggest drive to just do and attack the world and do all these things? And for me, it was always when I started something new, like when I was fresh into something, I was like, yes, I'm ready to go out and do this thing. And so that really led me back to the mirror to say, am I doing that enough? And is that why it feels stagnant? And is that why I feel bored? And is that why I feel the way I feel a lot of the time? Yeah, it probably is because I'm not actually pushing myself into new things. I'm just gripping onto the comfort of the old But then if I want to make purpose and impact and I want to do those things and I want to feel lit up again, which a lot of us probably find ourselves today not very lit up, when's the last time you challenged yourself and pushed yourself into something or even just tried something new? It doesn't even have to be something you pursue. But trying something new can kind of shake some things loose in your brain like we had at this conference and then lead to a discussion, lead to some implementation, lead to some change in your life.
1: Yeah. And I don't want to leave this discussion without talking about one of the most important things that we kind of both took away from this conference, which was just values. And we actually had a discussion after the conference where we were talking and Brandon, you kind of called me out a little bit. Like, you know, you really need to work harder. And You didn't do this in a mean way. You did this in love, but you really need to work harder on not feeling the need to apologize for who you are. Mm. And I was like, Hmm. Like I feel like most of the time I'm pretty comfortable with who I am. Like I've kind of accepted the role that I have in our company, the role that I have as a person, the role that I have as as a wife and a mother. I'm not always really mushy-gushy. I'm not always super emotional. Sometimes I just come off as pretty hardcore. Um, And, you know, I used to feel, and I still struggle with it, of course, sometimes, but as really coming off and really worrying about the fact that I came off, I'm just going to swear here because this is how I think of it—is like head bitch. Like that's kind of who I believe that people think I am just based on who I am. And Brandon's like, you know, you don't have to always apologize for that. You don't have to feel the compulsive need for wanting things to be excellent, for wanting things to go a certain way. Like it's okay to have goals and it's okay to be frustrated with people when they're not meeting them. It's okay to need to gently correct people it's okay to sometimes not so gently correct people you don't have to always be worried about the perception of yourself and sometimes you can just allow yourself to be you and i felt really like i hadn't really thought about that in a while but once the conference kind of came up and you mentioned that to me again b i was kind of like oh interesting like i do fall into that a lot like not meaning to but just like as life kind of gets you know settled back down i'm feeling less charged up and i'm feeling just kind of settling back into routine. I'm kind of like, I do accidentally fall back into the, Ooh, should I, should I dial back who I am? Should I correct who I am? And yes, of course, there are times when I need to apologize for the way that I've handled something, but I don't necessarily need to apologize for who I am, if that makes sense.
0: Right. And so what makes you want to do that? Like you said, obviously that's something I challenged you with, but what makes you not do that? What makes you be like, well, Yeah, I mean, this is who I am, but maybe I do need to tone it back. Like, what is it that makes you revert back to not being your full authentic self?
1: Oh, I think it's just that feeling of like, do they like me? Right. You know, do they like me? And when you get to the heart of the matter, sometimes you're not supposed to like your boss. Sometimes you're not supposed to like your coworker because sometimes they are supposed to call you out. Sometimes they are supposed to be a little bit uncomfortable in their conversations that you might have to have. But-
0: that's life right and and the reality is obviously you kind of mentioned this there's cert- situations and things it can't all apply I mean there are times where you have to bend and you have to you know move and you have to adjust depending on the situation but certainly when you're running a business, certainly when you're raising kids, certainly there's times where it's like there's a standard. And you're molding this company, these kids, these people, like ultimately by you being you, authentically you, I'm talking about you personally, Mm -hmm. you're pushing everyone else to raise the bar. And that's the thing you have to remember. If you're backing away from your principles and values, then are you letting everyone off the hook as far as what we can achieve? Because Like PBD said, I mean, if you have an enemy, maybe you are the enemy sometimes, but it's pushing people to prove you that they can do it. It's pushing the status quo. It's pushing the bar higher and higher for what we can accomplish as a company. And I think we need that more. There's certain times where that doesn't make sense. Like, obviously, we've talked about before, like, if someone's in an emotional breakdown or there's certain things happening in their life, you're not going to, like, push them to the brink. But there are times that plenty of us, based on going back to what drives you, need to be pushed. And I don't think there's that many people that push us Mm -hmm. because they don't want to make us uncomfortable because they don't want to be what you were saying, you know, they don't want to be the angry person. They don't want to be the tyrant. And I'm like, well, you don't have to, if you're not going to negotiate and like discount your principles, I don't feel like that means that you're, you know, a terrible person. Yeah. There's certain things where you can let it go, but there's also uh, foundational things to your life where you're not going to, you're not going to make exception. And it's like, if people want to be around you, awesome. And if they don't, also awesome. I mean, it's fine. Like, it's not, there's no ill will. But like, I think you're really harming yourself if you're discounting how you feel and not being able to be your true authentic self because you're worried about how someone else is gonna see it.
1: Right. I really admire Patrick but David for his like unapologetic way of treating his values, of treating who he is. Like, he is never apologizing for who he is he is never apologizing for his beliefs he's got like 13 things listed out of like his non-negotiables he's got like several things of like these are the values that my company follows these are my the values of our family these are he's got all these different values and systems and just statements of who he is and what he believes and what that company believes and what his family believes and it's just like these are non-negotiable Mm-hmm. And I love that, and it kind of led us to think like a little bit about like what are our non-negotiables, what are our values and principles, what do we believe, not just as a company, but what does Growth Reframed believe as a podcast and a business? What does our other, you know, our healthcare stuff? What do we believe in that context? And do they all, do they all kind of be the same? And we found that yes, because we're us yes. at the at the core of it, it's the two of us doing three different things. When you put family. Company and growth reframe stuff all together, but we're still at the heart of it, which means we're going to be the same people in all three situations. In all three, why can I not say that? (laughs) Three situations. There I go. And I think that's a good thing. I think that's a good thing that we don't change based on what we're doing. If, if, you know, faith is the tenant of who we are, then that shouldn't change because our our uh, situation changes. That shouldn't change because what we're doing changes. Whether today we're gonna you know, open an ice cream shop or talk about our family, we're not opening an ice cream shop by the way, but yum. Uh, the principles, who we are, should remain unchanged.
0: Right. Right. And I honestly, I think like there's, there's way too much to unpack there as far as our values and principles. That's totally going to be a future episode because there's so much there that I don't want to just gloss over quickly at the end of this episode. There is something that impacted me from the conference that just really stuck out to me that I want to share here. And I think it goes around all this discussion that we've had. And it's, I, I think it's a perfect way to leave you with something as you think about and head into this week and the weeks ahead. But it said, a current lie to others is a future truth to you. And so the question I'd leave you with, are you carrying yourself and acting like the future self that you want to be? Or are you discounting who you are and what you're going to do because of where your current circumstances are? Because I think a lot of times we get stuck in the circumstance of where we're at and we live in the tunnel vision of only being able to see right in front of us. But one of the things Patrick challenges with and we challenge each other with all the time is looking at your future self and are you acting that way today? Like just because you're not the boss today, does that mean you can't not act like you're the boss? Just because you don't have that dollar amount in the bank account, can you act like you are in that position? Like putting in the work now, because that's the one thing Tyson and Brady did. Even from a young age, they were disciplined enough to put in the work and had the belief and the faith that they would actually get there someday. And then look where they ended up, y'all. They got there. A current lie to others is a future truth to you.
1: And if you don't believe that yet, then this is your challenge. Think differently.
0: That's right. Uh, We will see y'all next week. Thank you all so much for being here.
1: Thanks for listening to Growth Reframed. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. We would love to connect with you. So shoot us a DM on Instagram at growth reframed. We love y'all.